Hello everyone and welcome to episode 15 of the Unlocking British English podcast. My name is Shane and today we have a very special episode because today we have our first conversation on the podcast. So in today's episode you're going to meet my girlfriend Olivia and we're going to have a little chat about a few things about her, about where she grew up, about what she does, her experiences with languages and a few other things. So yeah, just quickly before we get into the episode, if you would like to download the transcript for this episode, you can do that for free right now on the website. It's www.unlockingbritishenglish.com or just go to the description or information box wherever you're listening to this episode. Click on the link and you'll be able to download that for free. So yeah, with all that out of the way, let's get into the episode. Ready? Yeah. <laughs> cool. Well, thank you for joining me today. As I said, I'm here with my girlfriend, Olivia. Well, actually, this is a question because a few people have asked me about this. Do you think the word girlfriend sounds a little bit childish, a little bit infantile maybe? I was literally having this conversation a couple of days ago with one of my colleagues because we were saying at what age does girlfriend sound a bit weird? But he had said that he had a, an old colleague who was in his 50s who used to call his, his partner a girlfriend. So I don't know. I, I mm. don't know if there's a specific age, but I don't know. Partner? Would it be better? I don't know. Lady well, friend? <laughs> <laughs> Lady friend sounds a bit weird, doesn't it? It sounds a bit promiscuous, <laughs> a bit strange. But um, yeah, I mean, partner's common, but mm. it sounds a little bit, I don't know, almost a bit uh, impersonal, doesn't it? <laughs> this is my partner. My partner, yeah. Um, yeah, but anyway, so <laughs> given that people uh, haven't met you before, mm. do you want to introduce yourself, who you are? Yeah, uh, so yeah, my name's Olivia and I'm 29 years old. I live and am from Southampton, uh, which is in the south of England. Um, obviously, yeah, I currently live with Shane um, in our little flat, which is really <laughs> nice. Um, but yes, and... Yeah, do you want me to talk about work now, or we'll get well, onto that later? We can we can do that in a second, <laughs> I guess. Obviously, yeah. So we both live in Southampton now, but I only moved here. I'd actually know it was probably like two, three years ago, something like that. Mm. Anyway, um, I didn't grow up here, so I grew up in a small town, not far away. Um, but yeah, because I don't really know Southampton that well, uh, and I didn't grow up here. Yeah, I thought we could talk a little bit about that. So yeah. I mean. How would you generally describe your experience growing up in in the city of Southampton? Um, to be honest, I really enjoy it. Um, I enjoyed it and still do. Um, growing up, we had really good schools. Um, it's quite a multicultural um, city, I would say. So growing up, I met, you know, I grew up with children that were from all sorts of different countries and backgrounds. So... Um, you know, that aspect was something that I've always really enjoyed. And, um, you know, I think it's a really valuable thing to have had as part of my life experience. Um, so, yeah. And, you know, I had a really great secondary school as well, which actually we only live about five minutes away from now. Um, but I had loads of really great opportunities there. I think we were talking about it the other day. Yeah. Uh, my, my old secondary school was a specialist for performing arts. So that's things like music, um, acting, dancing, and where I love dancing, obviously it was really great for me. <laughs> um, so yeah, I think, you know, we've got lots of great schools here. It's got um, a fairly, fairly decent, a fairly big city center, um, which had loads of shops, 
um, of different types. Um, so your clothes shops to ones when we were growing up and you'd go into places like HMV where you could go and buy CDs <laughs> yeah. or go and listen to new music and look at posters. Um, if that exists anymore. I'm showing my age now. <laughs> Um, but, you know, and, you know, being a teenager, we had some great bus routes, so some great transport routes that we were able to get into the town centre and get around the, the centre with as well. Um, yeah. But, yeah, so it's always been easy to sort of get around here. A lot of my friends live nearby. So, yeah, no, I, I really enjoy it. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, quite, it's kind of different from, I guess, my experience growing up in Gosport because, yeah, it's a small town that the population is like, 80,000 I think so not super tiny but it's small enough I mean yeah we had one little high street with <laughs> probably four clothes shops a McDonald's uh, when I was young there was a cinema on the high street but by the time I was a teenager that had gone because no one no one would mm. go there but um yeah I mean I don't know like gospel obviously you've been to where I grew up it's a nice yeah. enough place but my experience was just it was a bit boring it was just a <laughs> bit it's just all a bit plain you know we we kind of would always want to go to the city i mean given where gospel is it's easier to get to portsmouth uh, another city so we didn't go to southampton so often because it was more hassle mm. but um yeah like going to southampton when i was growing up was like an event <laughs> it's like a thing you go and you know like the, like you said the shopping center in high street it was all like for us it was massive so it yeah. was like uh, yeah it was quite different and yeah, it was interesting, like you said, to talk about the schools as well, like where you're in the city, it seems like you had access to a little bit more, um, well, more in general, variety. yeah, you had more variety and yeah. Um, yeah, there was quite a lot of classes and things that I um, yeah, didn't get to do and stuff like that, which yeah. is interesting, but yeah, it's, it's, it's quite a nice, quite a nice city. Um, and yeah, obviously we're living here now mm. um have you ever wanted to live somewhere else uh, i think the only other place that i have ever considered living was bournemouth which is about a 45 minute drive in the car or it could take just under an hour to get there via the train um and the reason i like bournemouth so much is because i am a bit of a beach baby that means <laughs> that i love being at the beach um and bournemouth has its own city centre again it's quite a big city centre but they have a really really lovely beachfront um it often gets really really busy in the summer um but then they you have very easy access to other seaside you know locations that are in a 10 minute drives distance for example um so that's the only other place that i would have ever considered living but for now i'm quite happy here because yeah. it doesn't take us too long to get to places like we've got the new forest near to us which is humongous it's yeah. a really really big forest there's loads of different walking routes you can go to lots of pubs nearby and again that would only take us about half an hour to drive to in the car um and again to get to the beaches it takes us about what 40 40 minutes 45 minutes yeah not that, not that long so yeah. yeah so for me it's it's kind of good as a as a central base again yeah. we could get to london on the train in about an hour and a half we can get to brighton which is another big seaside town yeah. in, in just under two hours. So I think in terms of being able to get to other places, Southampton's quite handy, quite useful. Yeah. So, I mean, obviously Southampton is a, a, a relatively big city, but it's not a huge 
city like there's a lot of stuff i would say that maybe southampton lacks the other bigger cities london's manchester's birmingham's yeah. um they don't but you know you like you said we have that access to get to those other places so it's kind of kind of comfortable in that respect yeah. yeah um cool and so well i mean obviously most people listening know that uh i spend most of my time teaching english and working with languages and stuff yeah. uh what do you do <laughs> so i am a mortgage advisor which means that I basically help people with the funds and to get money that they would need to help them buy houses um, here in the UK. Um, so I generally kind of give advice to people. I would talk them through the process of buying a house. Um, and I get people from all sorts of different types of walks of life. Um, I really enjoy helping first-time buyers. So those are people who have never bought a house before and they are completely new to the process. And I think part of the reason I probably enjoy it is because in a past life, so a few years ago, I was a teacher myself. Mm -hmm. um, so I think I kind of get to use some of my skills with the first time buyers because in effect, I am teaching them about the process, about the types of products, about the types of mortgages, which is the, the funds that you would get to buy a house. Um, and, you know, you sort of see them grow and learn throughout their whole process. So, um, yeah, so that's a, kind of what I do and <laughs> yeah. summarised. Um, but, yeah, I get to work with lots of people from different backgrounds. Again, I've, I've got a couple of clients, funnily enough, at the moment who are Spanish. Um, mm -hmm. So that's quite fun <laughs> for me. I get to, to get practice a little bit with them if they're happy to. Um, but, you know, I get people that are in their 20s up to people in their 60s, 70s. So, mm -hmm. yeah, again, I, I a bit like when I was talking about work, um, being at school, I get to work every day with different people from different backgrounds, mm -hmm. different scenarios. So every day for me is different. Every client's different. And, yeah. and that's what I think I, I, you know, that's why I really enjoy it. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. Cause I mean, obviously, yeah, like you say, when you say like mortgage advisor, I help people buy houses. It could, it, it well, I think probably it does sound maybe quite boring. <laughs> yeah, right? Um, and if I didn't know someone that did it, I probably wouldn't, yeah, understand you know that element of it but yeah, yeah it's been yeah it's interesting like you say you have a lot of exposure to lots of different things you get to employ your kind of teaching and communication skills which is cool and yeah. um yeah well I mean you mentioned obviously you can use a little bit of your Spanish sometimes <laughs> but that probably doesn't mean anything uh to the people listening so are, are you in fact a Spanish person or <laughs> what is your relation with with Spanish um, well, I am an English person, <laughs> but um, I am currently learning Spanish, not at quite the same level as Shane. Um, I think he's a bit of a language wizard, but um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I've, I've been learning Spanish probably a bit more seriously over the last year. Um, previously, I just used to learn kind of what we'd call maybe holiday phrases. Mm -hmm. So if I was going on holiday to Spain, um, I used to go to Lanzarote quite a lot with my family. Um, I used to find it important to be able to at least, you know, be able to communicate in very, very basic scenarios or ordering in a restaurant in Spanish. But that mm -hmm. was as far as it had ever got. Um, so, yeah, over the last year, I've just been trying to read a bit more in Spanish obviously we listen to quite a lot of Spanish um, watching Spanish TV shows um, and I've been using a program called italki I don't know if you've talked about that on here yet but um, 
Probably not, actually. No. No. <laughs> so I use a program called italki, um, which I use to speak to Spanish natives. Um, yeah, which I, I've found really useful and I am enjoying the process. It's difficult, but um, yeah, no, I, I, I enjoy it. So that's my relationship with Spanish. <laughs> so why, why did you decide to learn more, to learn properly? Because like, I would say most English people don't really bother learning mm. much, of, if any, foreign languages, right? So what made you want to actually learn yeah that's a good question um so i well i really enjoy traveling anyway um and as i said when when we have been to spain in the past we would tend to stay in places that aren't very touristy so as in to say there's not that many english people around and it will sort of be in the middle of nowhere and actually the majority of the people there the spanish people for example wouldn't have a fantastic level of Spanish. So for me... Of English. Of, of English, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> of English. So for me, I just felt actually I would really love to... I don't know why. I just thought it'd be really cool to be able to communicate a bit more effectively mm. with Spanish people. And what happens sometimes is, for example, I'd go to a supermarket, again, not in a touristy area. And if you said one word in Spanish they would then sometimes assume that you speak it and, and start speaking to you in Spanish and I would have loved to have been able to answer back rather than just standing there looking very confused at them. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, so mainly it is for travel and um, obviously we are hoping to plan to travel to Spain next year if we are allowed to or this year if we're allowed to, depending <laughs> yeah. on how it pans out. Yeah. Um, and again, I just think, especially travelling around to different locations in the country, I think to learn more about the culture, to learn more about the people and to sort of, I think if, if we're there for a, a period of time to immerse ourselves in the culture, I think to be able to communicate and, and you know, even if it's is at a fairly basic level, um, I just think it will help a lot. And I think, you know, the, the Spanish people yeah. that we meet, the new friends we might meet out there, I think they'll appreciate it too. <laughs> um, yeah, so, yeah, that we've yeah. made the effort. Yeah. Um, so do you feel like you're, getting anywhere with your Spanish is it better you said you've been learning you know for about a year more yeah. seriously like how you know do you how much do you feel like you've learned if anything <laughs> no I, I definitely have found that it I have improved um I'm definitely at that stage which, which some of you may be at where I find that I can listen to Spanish or I watch a Spanish tv program and I can understand it a lot more than I would then be able to speak. <laughs> so right. I'm at that frustrating stage, but I, I kind of have accepted that I just need to keep taking in the Spanish language via reading, via listening, keep practicing my talking. Um, I'm really enjoying that. Um, and you know, every time I speak with my teacher or teachers, I do find that I'm a little bit more confident every time. Um, because you know, I'm practicing what what I'm saying mm -hmm. um so I I think it's getting better <laughs> I've still <laughs> yeah. got a long way to go um but yeah I, I think I would be able to at least join in a conversation maybe not hold a conversation as in to be the one asking the questions and answering a lot of them but mm -hmm. I think you know for example if we were talking all three of you know three of us you another Spanish person and me mm -hmm. um I feel like I would be able to at least input a little bit <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> Yeah. So, yeah, it's interesting. I mean, 
obviously understanding is is one thing and i think most people can kind of get a handle on you know improving their understanding and you know the more you listen the, the more you understand basically uh one way or another but speaking is a whole different thing right mm-hmm. um and i think like a lot of people they ne- don't necessarily you know have a lot of confidence when it comes to speaking they don't like they're they're worried about starting to speak or whatever mm-hmm. um was there something in particular that helped you to actually start trying to speak? Because obviously the first time you, you try and speak in the language, you start trying to practice, you feel kind of terrible, right? Yeah. It's pretty awkward. Yeah. You feel like a bit of a child. Yeah. Um, yeah. Was there, how did you get through that? Why didn't you just quit? Because you don't have to do that. Mm. Um, I think, as I said, because I've been speaking with Spanish teachers, um, I think you you realise that teachers of languages are there to help you. They're not there to judge you and they're not there to tell you off if you get a word wrong. Um, so, and I actually just found that, you know, you can, that's your, that's your space to practice when you have a class like that. That's your turn to get things wrong because it, it sounds cliche, but they always say you learn from your mistakes and mm-hmm. you do. Um, so... I actually found that the more classes I was doing when I was speaking, obviously you have to get over that initial hurdle, and, and you do, um, but I, I, I found that the more classes I did, the more confident I got, and the more my brain could almost just pick those words out <laughs> of my head, yeah. um, if that makes sense. Um, but I think it is just realising that no one's going to be angry at you or... Um, laughing at you or judging you if you're going to get words wrong because at the end of the day you're trying to better yourself you're trying to mm-hmm. learn um, so and you know I think especially finding a language tutor or teacher there that's what they're there for they've seen people at all types of levels so um, yeah it was that and I think also it was something that you'd said to me about I think you had this realization when you were learning your languages and you when you were working um, at the bar or at the restaurant, mm. and you'd said that there were people there that perhaps were Italian, Polish, Spanish, mm-hmm. and you were saying that they were speaking English, but, it, you know, it's not perfect English. It would be mm-hmm. a bit broken, but you could still understand what they were trying to say. Mm. So yeah. it just kind of made me feel, well, okay, if I've got at least a sort of a few words or a structure to my sentence, it doesn't matter in Spanish with the conjugations if I get that wrong. <laughs> the person yeah. still understands what I'm trying to say, and then what your teacher will then do is help you refine the sentence um, to then make it correct. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I just think it's just just go for it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's kind of you have to kind of just just like blunt force, isn't it? You just what's brute, the worst that can force, happen, yeah. really? But uh, yeah, no, I think probably from like, you know, school and stuff, we develop a bit of a negative relationship, like you said, mm. with making errors. Um, and so you think of that as being bad. And so, yeah, and, and that and the perfectionism, this idea of thinking that you would need to speak perfectly in order to be able to speak and communicate. And yeah, you know, when I was working in the restaurant, it was, well, most people weren't English. They weren't native English speakers. And yeah, people would say things that technically were grammatically incorrect all the time Mm. uh or they pronounce things you know slightly differently or you know technically wrong but i say technically because it never mattered it was never no one's stopping to think what did she just say or what (laughs) they're they're just you know they're they're communicating and that's 
that's the point isn't it yeah you know yeah. so you you try and communicate you do as much as you can and then mm. the next time you do it a little bit better and a little bit better and and yeah you know it's awkward and a little bit clumsy but it's just yeah yeah and I think I you know obviously going back to what I said I was saying about talking to your language tutors but actually I just think anywhere in general I'm, mm. I remember working at a shop when I was a teenager mm -hmm. and you would have someone there who was you know not English wasn't their first language but as an English native you want to help them and you still want to help them understand and it's not I don't think it would irritate anybody for for your trying mm -hmm. um, I think the majority of people wherever you are would just want to help you learn mm. and help and try to understand what it is that you're wanting to express or get across in your message yeah yeah absolutely cool okay well I like that as a little uh, closing point so yeah um <laughs> Uh, thank you for your time thank today. You. Um, thank you guys for listening. I hope you guys have enjoyed it. If you'd like to hear more conversations and more episodes and stuff like this, let me know. Um, and so, yeah, we're going to leave it there for today, but I'm sure we'll be back with other stuff to talk about in the future episodes. So thank you guys for listening. I hope you enjoy it and I'll speak to you again in the next one.